So it's interesting, as we learn through, in this case, learning through Shas, learning through these Masech, there's two things are happening, and it's important um, to be able to see both both things happening at the same time. English um, the, um, the, the two things are happening. We're going through the Gomorrah, and generally what happens is when you look at that, you think, okay, so we finished Kalim yesterday. Today we're starting a new Masechta, now we're in Yuma. But what we sometimes don't realize is, yes, the Masechtas are changing. The, the Dafim are changing every day is a new Daf, every day is a new Masechta. But we're not changing. I mean, we're, we're evolving, we're developing. But, but it's the same us who were learning Shkolim yesterday and, and Yuma today. So, so we're on a journey, and in our journey, today connects to yesterday. Uh, it's not as if we're just starting something new. We're not, we're, not, we're, just, we're not just born this morning. We have a story. We have a history. We, and, and what we're learning is part of our story. That's part of why learning is so important. Just as your life experience is part of your story, what you did yesterday forms what's going to happen today, and what you did a year ago formed what, what's, forms what happens this year, and so on. So what we learn yesterday forms what we learn today, and what we're going to learn today forms what we're going to learn tomorrow, and, and so on. So it's not all that surprising that there's a certain continuity. The last little while we've been dealing a lot with the idea of, um, of, of Sophic, of, of, of doubt, because our lives are, are in doubt. Um, Sophicus is, the most, is, is the, the, really the most, almost the if one can say, the most important part of Torah, just the, the most relevant part of Torah to master, to understand, uh, which is why the Gedola Acharonim put so much effort into clarifying how the Torah deals with Sophic, with doubt, with dilemma, because the whole of life is doubt and dilemma. We know nothing for certain. Uh, the only things we know for certain are the things we believe in. Emuna is a higher level of certainty. It, it's, it's so interesting. Emuna can't be can't be proved. Belief can't be proved. You can't, can't prove emunah. That's why it's called emunah. You can prove si- science. You can't prove emunah. And yet, emunah is a higher level of certainty than, than scientific knowledge. Scientific knowledge, you've always got to put a qualification based on the current scientific knowledge. That's as much as it can be. And we recognize that the knowledge changes and develops. And tomorrow, we've seen over the last year with corona, how things we thought uh, a year ago we realize now, not so. Things are different. There's more knowledge in the, in the world than some. But when it comes to emunah, it's not, there's no condition to your emunah. If you believe something, it's, there's a certainty to that, to that belief. But apart from emunah, everything that we know is, has sophic attached to it, has doubt and dilemma attached to it. And the question is, how do you live with certainty in a world of uncertainty? That's what the Torah is really, that's what halakha is about. Halakha is about how to live with certainty in a world of uncertainty. And we've been working on that a lot recently. We've had Sveikot, and we've had Rov, and we've had Karov, we've had Chazaka, we've had all sorts of different ways of, of dealing with doubt. And that goes on, and I've called this, uh, the, the Matmonim today, probability and neurosis. So what's that going to do? Yuma is a completely different topic. The, the Mishnah starts with the Shivat Yamim Kodim Yom HaKippurim Mafrishin Kohen Gadol Mibetoli Lishkat Farhedrin For seven days before Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is separated from his family and he's, he's placed in the office of the Farhedrin in the Beit HaMikdash. We then appoint a, a deputy Kohen Gadol in case he dies before or during Yom Kippur. Not in case he dies, in case he becomes Tameh. There should be somebody else to, to take over. So already you see 
although we're dealing with a different topic, we're dealing with Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol, the, the Beis Hamikdash, it's kind of a different world, but what are we actually dealing with? We're dealing with Sophic. What happens if? That's what the beginning of Yuma is. What happens if? What happens if the Kohen becomes Tomei? So we arrange a, a deputy Kohen. Rabbi Yehuda goes further. We make him marry another woman before Yom Kippur in case his first wife dies and then we see, we learn from the Torah that a Kohen Gadol has to be married on Yom Kippur. Can't be a single person. And a married person has a different sense of, of responsibility than a single person. He has to be married. What happens if his wife dies just before Yom Kippur? So he must marry a second wife, and there are questions of how that how he gets rid of her after Yom Kippur. That's uh, all taken care of because he's not allowed to have two wives either. So that's that's a technicality which we might have a look at. But the um, so Rabbi Yudas says even you've got to give him a wife. What happens if? So how far do you go worrying about that? Omrulo and the Chachamim say to Rabbi Yudas, "Imkein ein ledavasof." But then there's no end. Then worry about the second wife dying and worry getting a third wife just in case. And, and so it goes on. So where do you draw the line is what this Mishnah deals with. Uh, and, 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 and yes, of course, on the technical sense, so you, every, when you're learning, there are always two things going on. There's the technical content of the Gemara, which here is about Kohen Gadol, Yom Kippur, Beit HaMikdash. Uh, the Avoid of Yom Kippur. And that's what's going to be the content of the whole Masechta, really. And yet there's something else going on. Every few lines, there's another theme that's going on, which is about life, which is about reality, which is about living with certainty in a world of uncertainty, about the interconnectedness of all things and all ideas and all concepts. And when you're learning Gomorrah, it's important to be able to see both of these themes happening at the same time, and that makes it easier to understand. Mm -hmm. So what we look at over here is, firstly, there's a... Gemara in, in Sukkah, which I've, which I've brought to you in the source sheets, where the, the Gemara there talks about also whether you worry about somebody possibly dying, and the Gemara says, And there's a Rabbi Yehuda there who says, I'm not worried about people dying. That doesn't happen every day. That person only dies once in his lifetime. It's not, it's not an everyday occurrence. But we see here Rabbi Yehuda does worry about maybe the wife will die. Answers the There it's because of kapora. It's because the downside is so high. So sometimes you don't worry about a risk. A risk is small. This whole thing is about risk management. You don't worry about risk. The risk is small. But sometimes it's true. The risk is small. But the downside of the risk is so high that you worry even about a small risk. So you've always got to measure both. How big is the risk? Risk and what would the cost be? if the risk actually uh, actually happened. And those are the two things you're weighing up. And we're talking about kapara. If something happens in the whole of Kali Yisrael, it doesn't have kapara, that Yom Kippur, that's a very, very serious thing. So we must cover all possibilities. But that's only for Yom Kippur, not for other situations in life. So now Tosfus is, is, is very interesting. And it's, uh, there's, there's really one point in Tosfus that I want to, um, that for today, that I want to dwell on. Tosfus asks, on this thing of Ein Ledavasov, um, his question is, if let's worry about the second wife dying, the third wife dying. So what Tosfus is saying is, as he's explaining the Chachamim, 
So Rabbi Yehuda says we're only worried about one wife dying. So get him a second wife. That two wife, wives are dying, we're not worried about. Ask Tosfus, but look at the chances of the one wife dying. Are the chances of the second wife dying any different? I mean, you say, you, you, so you'll talk to a life insurance agent. They'll tell you at this age, this kind of person, the chances of her dying are one in 500,000 or whatever. And what about the second wife? Also one in 500,000, if it's assuming it's the same age and health and all that. And the third wife also, and the fourth wife also. So every wife has a one in 500,000. If you're worried about a one in 500,000 risk, worry about all of them, is, what, is, is the question. It's, an, it's a great statistical life insurance question that Tosfus is asking, that the Chachomim asked. Uh, but it also appears, he says, even though in, in Yevamot asks Tosfus, there's a case there of two brothers who are married to two sisters, the two brothers die, now there are another two brothers, do they do Yibam with the two sisters? We'll get into all that fun stuff when we get to Yevamot. But there there's a case where we see, and the Mishnah, just the Stam Mishnah, which is how the Halacha is, says we worry about one person dying, we don't worry about two people dying. That's, that's a very rare, rare occasion. But the way I understand this, by the way, it's, it's like playing roulette on black and red. And, and they always tell me something I can never understand, that even if you've had a run of 25 reds consecutively, the chance of the next one being a red is still 50%. I, it's never happened in the history of roulette that there's 26, uh, 26 only, only 25, so there's a, a miu chib, a miu, no, but, but each time that the wheel spins, there's a 50-50 chance. That's what Tosfus is dealing with here, to say, on each woman, there's the same thing. So, so to say two women are going to die, or two men are going to die in a given time, that's very unusual, even though the chances of each one dying are the same. It's just an interesting world of statistics. And so, and so Tosfus goes on. We don't have time to get into it, but it's, it's fascinating. I wish, we, I wish we could. But he says, Tosfus comes out with, with explaining the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and, and uh, the Chachomim very, very clearly. And he says, There's a difference between Yevomus, where the time period is longer that we're worried about, and here we'll be talking about one day. The statistical chances of this, of this woman dying in, on that day, that's rare, but for Yom Kippur with Kapora, we, we worry about it. That we, that's a statistic we worry. We've got to manage that risk too, and we've got, and we've got to provide for it. And so then the Rabbonin say, so let's also be concerned for two and for three and for four. This, this, it's the same statistic. If you're saying there's a 1 in 500,000 chance that this woman is going to die, and we have to manage that risk, then you have to manage the risk of the second, third, or fourth, and then there's no end to it. That's the point that I want to leave you with for, 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 this, uh, for this year. When you get to a position that, if you take it to its logical conclusion, you're left with an absurd outcome, you don't even start. That's the Chachomim's view. Rabbi Yehuda says, we, we don't just look at the, at, the, at the statistics of the woman. I agree, says Rabbi Yehuda, each woman will have the same statistic. But we also look at it and say, what are the chances that two women will both die on one day? The two, the, the two Mrs. Cohen Godels, the two Rebetzins, are going to die on the same day. On Yom Kippur, what are the ch- that, that's a ridiculously small chance. No, says the, Chacho, say the Chachomim, you've got to view the chances of each one has to be rated individually. And, and, and 
and, and their ratings are the same. Their statistical chances are the same. And then, then you can have 500 wives for him and you'll still have the same risk to manage. Therefore, you don't even manage the risk to start with. That's what's important. And I've called it probability neurosis because sometimes you look at something and you say, yes, there's a risk. Do I have to worry about the risk? And that's a whole con conversation which we get into. Do you have to or don't you have to? But let's say you say, yes, there's a risk, but if I worry about this risk, then I have to worry about everything. Then, then, then I go crazy. The, the halakha does not want you to get neurotic, say the chachomim. If you're worrying about a risk is going to make you crazy, you don't even have to worry about it. So you've checked your lettuce. Does that mean there are no bugs on the lettuce after you've checked it? No. Depends how well you've checked it. But if you've checked it according to the standards that you need, there could still be bugs on the lettuce. So check it again. Now I check it again. Now am I sure there are no bugs? No, I still can't be sure. So check it again. Then you'll, never, you'll just spend your life checking lettuce. And therefore, the halacha has to, set a, has to set a standard. There's a way to do it. When you've done it that way, you may eat it. You don't have to manage the risk after you've done that requirement. Yes, go as far as you can go. Right, absolutely. And today is, yes, but not when it makes you sugar. When going as far as you can go has no end to it, and it that's what neurosis is, and it starts occupying your whole life you start becoming worried about it uh, without... Uh, my my son-in-law tells me that when he was a young boy in Yeshiva, he first learned about washing your hands. And he's not a compulsive kind of person, but he just learned about important, not your hands being clean. He couldn't stop washing his hands because every time he washed his hands, maybe I didn't wash it properly, maybe I touched something, maybe Yadayim Askani is him, he was washing his hands all day. When an idea leads you to an absurd conclusion that makes you neurotic, don't even start. Do the minimum that you need to do in order to fulfill the requirements of the halakha and move on. Let it go. That's what we see in the Tosfos.